It's the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. The National Security Hour exposes the wolves in sheep's clothing and their nefarious plots to undermine and destroy U.S. national security. Welcome to the National Security Hour on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network on iHeartRadio, where you're going to be listening to military intel experts on the various issues and topics that are affecting the United States geopolitical standings throughout the world. My name is Lieutenant Colonel Sargis Singiri, U.S. Army retired, CEO of the Near East Center for Strategic Engagement, and also the host of the New Paradigms podcast. This is a location, this is a place at the National Security Hour where you're going to hear the voices of freedom and the out loud truth. I uh, have a very special guest today on our last show of the year. His name is Ron Reese. He's a very good friend of mine and dear friend, and he is coming to us today from Jakarta. Ron is uh, a former member of the Iraq Survey Group, where he initially was ship-dipped into the uh, biological weapons subject field, a counter-terrorist analyst in the Iraqi theater of operation, a former private investigator, financial and political risk management uh, or analyst, and over the past three years uh, with the COVID uh, virus, the uh, Chinese Communist Party virus hitting the United States and everyone globally, he was able to focus uh, his attention on the origins of and the solutions to the SARS-2 pandemic, which really led him to look into everything that tied into the uh, Zelenko protocol. I had the uh, pleasure of uh, initially linking up with Ron and uh, using his intel background for the Near East to take a look at what really happened and why did we get to where we are with the uh, pandemic specifically uh, when it comes to the different type of studies that uh, had taken place, uh, which uh, somewhat even Dr. Zelenko the late Dr. Zelenko had looked at and uh, found out that Dr. Barrick had initially looked into the studies of possible zinc and quercetin that uh, could have actually addressed a lot of the issues that we faced as a nation and globally uh, as the uh, uh, populations of the world were being affected by COVID. And uh, it was, uh, I had the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Zelenko in January uh, 3rd of 2022, where he asked uh, really what Fauci and the U.S. systems knew and when they knew it. And Ron had a very big hand in uh, identifying some of those issues and topics that were key to the link analysis that Dr. Zelenko had to make to understand exactly uh, what could have been a possibility of having uh, done some of the studies which he did uh, focused on really early prevention outside of a hospital setting that could have saved many more lives. With that said, Ron, welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you, sir. Yes, happy holidays to you. Ron, give uh, um, our our listeners a little bit of a background 
uh, what was it that you were able to see from your perspective that really brought Dr. Zelenko to the show? Uh, in this case, New Paradigms, episode 80, uh, and a discussion at the Near East Center for Strategic Engagement in January of uh, 2022. All begins with um, a YouTube program that apparently Zeb and I were both watching that was dealing with COVID solutions. Um, the program on YouTube is called MedCram. It's still... Uh, present out there, and it's still a very good source of a lot of information and medical research. So what's interesting is that Zeb and I were on two different tracks. We both were watching the same program, got the same insights from it. He, being a doctor, was able to pursue um, things like hydroxychloroquine um, as an uh, antiviral agent. And myself, not having access to it, I would pursue things like quinine, later green tea extract, and other things. We'll get into this in a, in a, in a few minutes. Uh, but really, it was a two-tiered track. And then we joined up when, in the end of May, I discovered that everything that had been analyzed in this YouTube video on MedCram was due to Ralph Barrick. Ralph Barrick is a eminent urologist and gain of function, gain of, excuse me, gain of function expert who's dealt with RNA viruses for going on 40 years. Um, he is now a, a member of the National Academy of Sciences. That's how prestigious his reputation is. Uh, but in 2010, Ralph Barrick was investigating the use of zinc, common mineral, uh, zinc sulfate, elemental zinc, and something that's called an ionophore. And using Zev's analysis, I think it's the best thing for the audience to understand. If you think of zinc like a bullet, you can have a pocket full of bullets and they're not gonna do any harm, okay? They're just there. Uh, and this is how zinc acts in our body. It can be in the bloodstream, it can be in the, what we call the interstitial area between the cells. It can lurk around in there, but it cannot cross the cell membrane in concentration. The body has done this as a natural defense because it conducts activities inside the cells that are normal, making proteins. Uh, and too much zinc would probably interrupt that if it was a long-term issue. So you don't want to have too much zinc inside your cells over a long-term basis. But for a short-term period, when you're infected, let's say with an RNA virus like SARS, COVID, dengue, Marburg, Ebola, measles, all of these are RNA viruses that use something called RNA-dependent RNA polymerase. And the acronym would be RDRP. This is how I'll refer to it as RDRP or replicase. This is what a virus uses to replicate itself inside the cell. A virus will inject its RNA, its, its genetic material into the cell, hijack the manufacturing process of that cell and start copying itself using this RDRP. So if you could interrupt the function of the RDRP by increasing zinc levels inside the cell, you've effectively stopped the viral replication. 
uh, you don't get into a viral peak, a viral load uh, that brings you into that second stage of inflammatory response, which can ultimately, that's COVID, that leads you into a hospitalization if you're not able to um, uh, reduce it. So what Barrett discovered is that he could stop this RDRP function by increasing intracellular zinc levels. And he could also extract that zinc from the cell by using what they call chelators. So he proved it was zinc that was causing this disruption of the viral RDRP. And he did it all within a Petri dish uh, in a laboratory setting. And what he used as this ionophore, um, let me go back to the, I'm sorry, let me go back to the zinc as a bullets type thing. You need a gun to shoot a bullet. The gun is the ionophore. So zinc, you can handle a handful of bullets, it's not going to do any harm. But you load those bullets into a gun and you shoot them at your target, that's going to cause damage. And that is what an ionophore does with zinc. It helps that zinc cross over and penetrate the cellular membrane and increase in concentration within the cell, where it then essentially kills the RDRP. It disrupts it and stops the viral replication. I hope that the audience can, can understand that analogy because this is the one that Zeb used, and I think it's a perfect analogy to it. So, Ralph Barrick in 2010, noted gain-of-function expert who makes common animal viruses transmissible to humans, okay, it makes them deadly, test their pathogenicity, supposedly for vaccine research. This guy is suddenly researching zinc and a substance called perithione. And perithione, they, they, they put this in shampoo, zinc and perithione. If you go and look at your dander shampoo, you'll see perithione is often an ingredient in this. It is an extract, the natural form is an extract of Persian shallots. Comes from a, an onion, a small onion. And um, I believe they've synthetically reproduced it now. Uh, so, but using these two ingredients, he was able to stop RNA viruses, SARS-1, influenza, and polio. That's the big one, polio. Everybody gets polio vaccine, right? Here, he showed that he could stop the replication of the polio virus in vitro in a Petri dish. All right, common non-patented ingredients, natural ingredients. And then later we find out that other ionophores are things like hydroxychloroquine. We also find out there's green tea extract, EGCG, quercetin which is derived from apple peel, it's the bioflavonoid. Uh, and they all seem to act certain levels of potency as this gun that shoots zinc inside of our cells on a temporary basis so that it can disrupt and block this viral replication. Now, one caution to this, zinc is a trace element. We only need about 11 milligrams a day. We don't want to have 50 milligrams or 100 milligrams per day long-term because zinc will bind to copper in our bodies, another trace element. And when we 
excrete, you know, we pee out our uh, uh, zinc, which is what the body will do. Excess zinc will be extracted and eliminated from the body. The zinc will then take the copper with it. Uh, and copper is very necessary for our nervous function, okay? So we don't want to have any kind of nervous abnormalities because we're taking excessive amounts of zinc. But taking it short term, once you've been infected, you have a fever, you know you've been exposed, you most likely have got an RNA virus. If you boost up your zinc levels and add one of these guns, one of these ionophores, I personally like to use green tea extract, and I also use quinine. Quinine is available in tonic water, which is what I initially used. It is natural hydroxychloroquine. And shooting the zinc into your cell will disrupt the replication of these viruses. I've done it a number of times. My friends have done it. I'm pretty confident that it works. Uh, it certainly has no detrimental effect on a short-term basis. So... This is a revelation that I have been that I've been exposed to, you know. Um, and this is where I brought myself and Zeb together as I struggled since May of 2020 to get Zeb to understand that Ralph Barrick was the basis of his protocol. An eminent gain of function expert. Had this information been known to Zev in March of 2020? when he reached out to the Trump administration telling him about his protocol, he would have been able to point to Ralph Barrick's research. The Trump administration would have been able to fight back against Tony Fauci and say, look, your own top virologist was experimenting with this. Why was he doing this? And more importantly, my greatest question is, why did he stop? He could have very easily taken this to animal testing. An animal's response to a, a virus like this is going to be very similar to a human response, especially in ferrets. They use lab ferrets, weasels, to test influenza vaccines and influenza uh, to see if they can, uh, if a um, if a virus can uh, be transmitted to a human being. So, and this has been done. We can talk a little bit more about this in coming minutes. No, definitely. And, uh, you know, it was a surprise for uh, Dr. Zelenko when uh, I did the interview and I told him about, uh, you know, how, Ron, you had looked at it and did the link up. And then that's the first time that Zev had realized, and it was on our interview on New Paradigms episode 80, again, if people want to go see it, that um, he saw that it was actually Barracrat on that study. But again, uh, it is a reality of where we are. Dr. Zelenko is no longer with us. I just did an interview with uh, Frank, uh, his brother Zelenko, and also uh, um, uh, we've uh, discussed it with uh, other um, uh, individuals who are influential when it comes to the sharing the information that is required, uh, which we're doing here for our audiences, to be able to get the word out so they understand that uh, uh, the last statistic that I saw some 13 days ago that almost 70% of the global community has had at least one um, shot of the uh, COVID jab uh, to counter, of course, COVID. 
Um, and that means that something as easy as zinc and quercetin could have addressed the issue where uh, Dr. Zelenko really ended up doing the uh, human testing on it uh, in a non-hospital setting. But yet uh, Fauci and uh, Dr. Barrick uh, did not reference any of those studies as uh, the Trump administration was developing the vaccines uh, for COVID, which we know a lot of them have uh, cause issues and problems uh, uh, with uh, you know, vast populations of not just Americans, but globally. But when we come back, we're going to take a look at the uh, uh, specifics that are tied to the self-amplifying RNA. And I want you to explain to our audiences in the next segment, why was Zelenko's um, uh, study suppressed? Because we both believe, as you have said it, that it was because of the fact that it put a hole into the entire development and study over the decades on those self-amplifying RNAs. Uh, I want to remind our audiences that American Out Loud Talk Radio plays on the iHeartRadio network. You can also listen on our media player from any web browser anywhere in the world. We have the best-in-the-class apps available on Apple, Android, Alexa, where we stream 24-7, and now you can also hear them on the podcast on those same apps. We'll be back with our discussion with Ron Reese on the effects of COVID and also the self-amplifying RNA. You already know Genesis plus HOCL is your best defense against viruses. But did you also know it's the most powerful weapon for eliminating airborne mold too? Customers are raving about the Genesis Fogger's ability to tackle mold problems and the bad smells that go with them. And we all know mold is a hazard to your health. There's no airborne invader that Genesis can't handle. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD for 25% off. Welcome back to the uh, National Security Hour on the American Outlaw Talk Radio Network on iHeartRadio. I'm your host again, Lieutenant Colonel Sorgerson Gear, US Army Retired. Uh, I'm going to remind our listeners that all my shows go to podcasts typically one or two days after the broadcast is heard on talk radio. You can also hear them on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, and iHeart Podcasts, and uh, many more. Be sure you subscribe and rate the shows on Apple Podcasts for me. Also, be sure to make AmericaOutloud.com uh, 
your daily stop for the latest news and happenings. We all must do our part and share the stories, the articles, the videos, so that we can help secure America's future. Uh, it was uh, uh, my guest today is, of course, uh, Ron Reese, a dear friend of mine and a, a gentleman who does uh, intel work for the Near East Center for Strategic Engagement. And we were talking about how it was really his work that kind of tied in to Dr. Zelenko as to what Ralph Barrick had done prior when he was looking at uh, the studies on zinc and how it could actually affect uh, the uh, COVID virus replications. And of course, Dr. Zelenko unknowingly uh, had used some of that study, not knowing that Ralph Barrick was the author for it and had actually uh, you know, done the human testings in the non-hospital settings. So for our audience who may not know, in March of 2020, it was Dr. Zelenko's team and his brother Frank who were among the first in the country to successfully treat thousands of COVID-19 patients in their pre-hospital settings. And it was Dr. Zelenko at that time developed his now famous Zelenko protocol, which has saved countless of lives worldwide while he was fighting at the same time recurrent uh, sarcoma, open heart surgery, and aggressive chemotherapy as he also uh, preserved against unrelenting defamation of character from the media and threats against his personal life. Uh, because uh, as Ron um, and I truly believe that uh, it was the fact that he was able and his protocol developed the fight that would go against self-amplifying RNA. And I'm going to ask Grant to explain that uh, and why Zelenko's protocol really destroys decades of and trillions of dollars that have been spent and put into uh, these uh, self-replicating RNAs that are now even being used and have been even approved in Japan to be used as a means to uh, counter COVID and other like uh, possible viruses. So I guess um, I first became aware of self-amplifying RNA vaccine technology back in July of 2021. <laughs> and uh, what is this? Oh, interesting. It's an RNA, but it's self-amplifying. How is it self-amplifying? Because it uses this RNA-dependent RNA polymerase we talked about previously, the RDRP, it takes, and what I'm, I'm still developing my knowledge on this. So, you know, it's a, it's an ongoing uh, research project, but apparently they are using an RNA virus, and in this case, it's a, a, a quine a horse encephalitis virus that they've stripped out most of the genetic material of it somehow, <clears throat> except for the RDRP. And then they're going to attach the genetic material of the spike protein in the, uh, in the sense of using it for COVID. They're going to tape on or whatever, attach that genetic material. So now you've got a viral RDRP enzyme that will continuously reproduce the spike protein of the SARS virus or whatever protein they attach to this. So in the current 
mRNA uh, vaccines, they say that it has only a couple of weeks of lifespan. The RNA gets into the cell, starts making the spike protein of the SARS virus, and then it just terminates itself over a period of weeks, if not shorter. There are saying there are indications that it lasts a lot longer than this, but it depends. You know, it's ongoing research, and it's very controversial to talk about it. But that's the way it is. But using self-amplifying RNA means that you're using natural viral replicates to now produce the vaccinating agent, the protein that you want your immune system to respond against. Um, there's a lot of problems with this. One, I, I'm not understanding why they are using a virus that is known for encephalitis. And those who don't know what encephalitis is, it causes brain swelling. Uh, mad cow disease in animals, Herxfeld-Jacobs syndrome in humans. Um, yeah, it's it's best up. Why are they? Why did they choose this particular virus? Okay. Also, it's a virus that can be hosted inside of a mosquito. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, again, I'm still developing my knowledge base on this, but I'm not liking it. But the fact that it has this RDRP element to it that it relies upon to self-replicate, and the fact that Barrick showed, uh, Barrick's research showed that zinc and an ionophore can block that RDRP, would this not explain why they tried to suppress the Zelenko protocol for three years? because they don't want people to know that there are natural or semi, you know, using HI, you know, low risk drugs like hydroxychloroquine to do early treatment to block a viral infection. They don't want you to know this because they've been working for 20 years on self-amplifying mRNA technology. And everything that Barrick and what Zelenko did the human studies on that basically has neutralized any benefit of this self-amplifying RNA. People can go and take their shots. This is my, my logical thinking on this. I obviously, it's speculation. But if it's relied upon this RDRP, you go get your shot, you start taking your zinc and your hydroxychloroquine or your green tea extract, quercetin, whatever you choose, and you've now nullified the effectiveness of this SARNA, self-amplifying RNA vaccine. Uh, I don't know, this is new stuff. This thing in Japan where they just approved this uh, just came out recently, I think at the end of November. So I was I was pretty much blown away by it. Uh, and so it's renewed. To me, it renews the interest in what Eric researched and what Zev implemented in the human body. You know, as you said, Zeb did the first in vivo, in human, in living animals, whatever, uh, tests of Barrick's research. Barrick should have been doing the testing on ferrets back in 2010 because ferrets have a very similar homology to human beings when it comes to our response to influenza. So Barrick did not do this. Nobody else has done this. The animal research would have been so simple and be very controllable. 
And as we have previously talked about with bird flu, bird flu is another RNA virus. So we're starting to see waves of bird flu throughout Europe, Finland, Spain, Canada, uh, probably soon to be coming into America, decimating our bird life. But this particular strain of bird flu seems to be able to get into minks. Uh, there have been outbreaks on mink farms. Minks are related to ferrets. Ferrets were used in gain-of-function research in 2009 to make H5N1 bird flu more transmissible. That has a current mortality rate of 52%. Of the 870 people who have contracted H5N1 since 1997, 52% of those people have died. And now that is running loose out in the wild in an animal species that could quickly transmit it into the human population, as has been shown by previous research. So it's an RNA virus. What would be the first thing I would do? I cannot tell the audience what to do. I'm going to be boosting my zinc levels to 50 to 100 milligrams a day for a week if I feel I've caught a fever or I have been exposed. And I'm going to use the gun, which will be, in my case, green tea extract, quinine. Um, those are going to be the strongest guns and most powerful guns you can use to get that zinc inside of your cells. But I'm only going to use it for a week because I do not want to have a long-term excessive zinc level in my body. This is critically important for people to understand. You do not want to take 100 milligrams of zinc every day for the rest of your life. You are going to cause damage to yourself. You need 11 milligrams a day for your RDA. And if you feel a fever, then you can boost it. For 50 to 100 milligrams, depending on your body weight. The more body weight you have, the more zinc you will likely need. But I would state about 100 milligrams of zinc, not much more, for less than a week. And then utilize the green tea extract. If you can get tonic water, use that. If you can get H-hydroxychloroquine, obviously that's one of the better solutions. Um I want to make one other point. You, uh, during one of the conversations that you had with Frank, um, he mentioned that ivermectin is also a zinc ionophore. I have not been able to find any evidence of that. I'm open to it, but I have not seen the references to that. Uh, so while I believe ivermectin is also an effective antiviral and an anti-inflammatory, I'm not as convinced yet that it would work on zinc in the same way the hydroxychloroquine, green tea extract, and quercetin ionophores would. So um, effectively, 20 years of research is at risk because of the Zelenko protocol. It is. And I'm and, the only uh, and you're the one who was able to point that out, really. And I think uh, that's one of the reasons, even now, um, really, his protocol is being suppressed. Unless it's being talked about on uh, uh, this particular show or when I bring uh, Frank in to talk about it, you're not going to see it anywhere. Um, I know that the interview that I did with Dr. Zolanko initially put on YouTube, it was removed. And even now, if uh, viewers go and just do a basic Google search, on um, Dr. Zelenko, 
Um, his website will come up. Uh, the Zelenko Foundation will come up. You could go in there and go on the drop-down menu of the protocols and see what his recommendations are. Uh, but uh, as far as the effectiveness of how we can attack and uh, actually uh, be much more effective than what the medical community has put together uh, using trillions of dollars uh, globally, um, I think that uh, in itself has been uh, suppressed uh, many times. And um, uh, unfortunately, even um, the uh, uh, political uh, uh, leadership, uh, whether it be in the United States, or Republican or Democratic side of the House, none of them have really uh, brought the individuals like Dr. Barrick, uh, you know, to ask him simple questions, you know, that uh, Dr. Zelenko was asking. Where when I interviewed him, he asked, you know, uh, why hasn't anybody asked uh, what uh, Fauci and the uh, U.S. systems knew? And when they knew it about COVID-19, uh, why, what hand did Dr. Barrick have in developing the COVID-19 and suppressing effective and accessible treatment for it, which he had initially done the studies on? And then why has, at that time, only Senator uh, Ron Johnson uh, reached out to Dr. Zelenko for answers? And why uh, did specifically, more importantly, President Trump's administration at the time cancel his order to distribute life-saving medication to every American. As we know, uh, uh, it wasn't so much President Trump, but it was the uh, folks within the administrations who uh, really suppressed uh, what was being talked about. And I do want to kind of look at the political aspects of this too, right? When we come back in the uh, next segment. But uh, you you know, and you had done the study and had looked into how bad the uh, Chinese uh, Communist Party uh, uh, economy was in uh, August of 2019. Uh, I know that I was in uh, Korea doing a uh, uh, assessment because we kind of knew something was coming out of China. Uh, and December 7th, I was actually of 2019 there. And then by the time I came back, we had already pulled a thousand people out of Mission China by uh, middle to end of uh, January of 2020. And then, uh, you know, uh, we infused China's economy to the tune of, if not uh, millions, if not billions, I would say even close to uh, getting close to a trillion. Um, and uh, we're able to sustain them to a point where even uh, as close as last year, and uh, earlier this year, China was still uh, living off of the money that was able to be generated uh, and sent there because we just didn't have the manufacturing here to develop some of the uh, needs that uh, our people uh, had to have, uh, whether it be gloves, masks, uh, systems, breathing apparatuses that the Chinese were able to provide. But uh, when we come back in the uh, third segment, I hope that you could uh, kind of look into that part of it, too, uh, because, uh, as I mentioned in our opening, that uh, you also are a financial and political risk analyst and a former private investigator. Uh, so you have a pretty deep knowledge of it. But, and then uh, take a look at uh, what we might expect in 2024. For our audiences, uh, uh, I would like to ask you that uh, uh, to 
uh, go to uh, the National Security Hour on the American Out Loud Talk Radio Network. Uh, you can uh, find out more about my show and uh, get all the uh, latest podcasts. If you can go to the menu navigation bar at AmericaOutloud.com under our show or schedule, you will be in the know. And again, this is the last show of the year. So uh, uh, if you go in specifically under my name, under the navigation bar, you'll be able to see all the shows that we had uh, for uh, the uh, past year. Uh, Ron will bring you back for the final segment, and we'll talk about uh, the economic, uh, uh, larger economic, geoeconomic ramifications, which uh, may have led uh, to uh, the COVID-19 um being uh used as it was by certain countries and then uh, what can we expect in the future while the cancel culture destroys our history bringing crime and terror to city streets america out loud news will enhance its own message of love and honor for the American traditions and constitutional values that have always been the backbone of what America means. Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out AmericaOutloud.shop. Look for ASEA cell signaling molecules liquid supplement and check out nurse michelle's recent favorite asia product renew 28 revitalizing redox gel because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when i broke my hip give it a try for your aches and pains and let nurses out loud hear how your health has improved how can you improve your odds of staying healthy the answer is stay healthy with Cofix RX. Who's got time for a cold, strep, a flu, HRV, RSV, or COVID anyhow? Cofix has some great news. Besides being featured as a top five product in the drugstore news, we completed the protocol that you've heard Dr. McCullough talk about. Cofix RX is already famous for a powerful virus hostile nasal solution, and now we have a throat spray too. Crush those nasty germs before they become a problem. With known antiviral support ingredients like povidone iodine, xylitol, and vitamin D3, you can feel a little safer. For a limited time, when you add the new Cofix RX throat spray to your order, you'll receive 25% off the entire purchase. Just click the Cofix RX banner on the America Out Loud website or store. Be sure to use promo code OUTLOUD25 at checkout. Don't forget, OUTLOUD25 at checkout. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. 
Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. Welcome back to the National Security Hour. I'm your host, Lieutenant Colonel Sargis and Gary, U.S. Army Retired. And my uh, guest is a dear friend, Ron Reese, a former member of the Iraqi Survey Group, where he uh, looked into the biological weapons subject fields and then the counterterrorism analysts in the Iraqi theater, former private investigator, financial and political risk analyst. And of course, uh, Ron has spent the past three years really focused his attention on the origins of and the solution to the SARS-2 pandemic which did lead him to what became the Zelenko Protocol. Um, I do know that, Ron, we had looked at uh, the economic effects and the benefits to uh, uh, China, which was really suffering and his economy was on the bubble in uh, August of uh, 2019. And we kind of see some of those uh, same patterns emerging now because, of course, all the money from the initial infusion of cash from the global community back to China has dried up. Uh, talk a little bit about that, uh, what you saw then, and uh, what you might be seeing now with the patterns, that possibility that another pandemic might be able to be a windfall for China when it comes to its economy. Yeah, I first uh, started looking at this about a year ago, a little less than a year ago. Some other people were hypothesizing that perhaps we are dealing with an economic financial crisis in the making back in September, July through September time period of 2020 or 2019. Um, and it gets a very complex reverse repo, all kinds of different financial issues. But effectively, if you have another financial crisis, then what you have is monetary destruction. You have deflation and depression. The only reason that our economy grows is because we have debt creation. We are a debt-based financial system. If debt that can be paid back, you know, uh, is is issued, then our economy can grow, can grow. But when economic activity or financial uncertainty occurs, you have monetary destruction. People don't take out credit. Banks don't lend credit. You have economic Collapse. I don't want to say collapse, but I mean you have deflation. Um, and so this is a constant battle that the financial system is dealing with. And going into China, when we look at what was happening in China and what subsequently has happened, is that their property market became their stock market. And now it's illiquid. Um, they didn't have a good stock market, so they started throwing their money into properties. And I saw somebody who was very interesting the other day. Um, an analyst was saying that they believe that there are 3 billion properties in China right now for a population of 1.4 billion people. That's two apartments or houses for every man, woman, and child in China right now, which means that's excess capacity. It can't be filled up. That has to be uh, either torn down or it has to be just eliminated from the system. So this is where the Chinese property market is looking at right now. And we, as we all know, property is collateral. 
right? People put their houses up to get loans, home equity loans, lines of credit. Well, if the property value is going down, the banks will not want to lend against those properties. So you start seeing a collapse of credit and a collapse of monetary creation. And this is all starting to overflow from China throughout the global system. So somebody out there smarter than myself knew this or could forecast this. So what's the best way to invoke inflation into an economy, into a global economy? To make prices go up? One, you restrict and create short-term shortages in the global supply system. You have a pandemic, you lock down. Well, we can't get the types of items that we want shipped. Or people start ordering a lot more of what they can get so they can stockpile it, not knowing when they may get the next shipment. Secondly, you drop your interest rates down to zero. Okay, you flood the market with liquidity. Also, you provide $6 trillion plus of government debt in the form of stimulus uh, uh, to businesses and individuals. That creates inflation. People will go out and buy. They'll buy online. Those businesses that cannot have in-house customers due to lockdowns, they go away. That's our small businesses. Who's left? The Amazons, the Walmarts, Costco's. So you're basically consolidating all of the retail into a monopoly of very uh, large conglomerates. Um, so that's where I started wondering whether the pandemic might have been an operation to invoke that type of scenario where they could justify putting $6 trillion plus and taxpayer funding stimulus into the economy. And what would it take to do it again? What would they need to do? Do they need to go to war? Will they even have an even greater pandemic? And I can see a lot of different scenarios. And one of those is, as I had mentioned in your previous program, the bird flu, uh, H5N1, with a 52% mortality rate. You know, that's going to create a fear. And as Bill Gates said, that's the one that will get our attention this time. So I start collecting data points. I start seeing a lot of these different things. I see potential scenarios out there. And it is a national security issue. It's a global security issue. Um, and that's why, you know, going back to the Ralph Barrick and Zeb Zelenko uh, story, I'm the only person who's ever made the connection to Ralph Barrick and the Zelenko protocol. Seb understood it immediately when I told him. He understood the implications. A man who's creating bioweapons or helping to create bioweapons, giving that knowledge to the communist Chinese so they can make their own. Uh, and yet he has his own means of diffusing these bioweapons using natural ingredients. Uh, I, I can't understand any other reason why Ralph Baer, a man of his reputation and, and, and knowledge, would be investigating zinc and an ionophore, you know, Persian shallots. This sounds ridiculous. Um, but here it is. And he would not do something that would uh, have him accused of research fraud, I don't believe. He was doing it for a reason and a purpose. It may have been a personal reason. 
But when you fall in with Ralph, what Ralph Barrick then did after this research, he developed a drug called remdesivir, which Tony Fauci pushed onto Trump. It replaced hydroxychloroquine on the emergency youth authorization in 2020. Okay. Ralph Barrick developed remdesivir. And remdesivir does the same thing, supposedly, in a non-natural way as the Zelenko protocol. It is an RDRP inhibitor. But apparently it has a lot of other side effects to the liver and kidneys. Also, because it is IV only, you have to have it used in a hospital setting. You cannot give it as outpatient early treatment when it is most effective as an antiviral. So if you're giving it to people in the hospital, it has very minimal effect because their viral load has already peaked out and now they're in an anti-inflammatory distress. This is what was so critical about the Zelenko protocol. Early treatment, prophylaxis, reduces your vulnerability to these RNA viruses, whether they are natural or whether they are gain of function because every one of them uses this RDRP. And that's critical for your audience to understand. So maintaining your zinc sufficiency of 11 milligrams a day, vitamin D is another aspect of this. Just maintaining your, your, your vitamins, your minerals, and everything that your body needs for its immune system is going to help you far greater than any vaccine, in my view. Certainly not the ones they're using right now. Um, and going back to the self-amplifying RNA, doing the zinc and the ionophore protocol will help you be able to undermine any consequences, I think, my belief, my firm belief. It'll be what I'm doing. Let's put it that way. It will undermine any consequences to uh, be enforceably mandated to take these uh, SARNA jabs. You're going to have the means to circumvent them and nullify them, as well as preventing an, an RNA viral infection. So I don't see any downside to it. You thwart their attempts to force a vaccine on you, plus you have the knowledge to be able to uh, prevent an infection from an RNA virus. Ron, with so, the uh, uh, Ron, with the short time that we have left, uh, where's where are you seeing the financials for the Chinese economy going into twenty twenty four and the U.S. economy for that matter? Especially with what is happening, where you have Iranian backed uh, uh, militias uh, that are uh, really kind of squeezing our. Uh, ability to maneuver on the uh, uh, global markets when it comes to energy through the seaways at the various different uh, choke points uh, internationally. And then the uh, um, uh, we have to keep in mind that uh, China is a lead for the Shanghai Corporation Organization, which is the financial instrument behind Iran, who is a financial instrument behind uh, Hezbollah and also the, uh, the uh, Hamas and the uh, uh, Houthi rebels, what are you seeing in regards of 2024 when it comes to China's uh, uh, market? I know you touched upon a little bit as far as just the housing is concerned. That may lead to a similar pattern 
uh, that uh, would be used possibly uh, to uh, uh, maybe uh, strengthen maybe China's financial situation uh, uh, globally uh, as we uh, enter the uh, election cycle for next year? Well, I think with regard to China, uh, I don't see anything good coming out of it. Uh, they are in managed decline. I think they recognize this. Uh, they have a dwindling population. You see people from China leaving in droves. Uh, I am in Indonesia, and we are seeing an influx of mainland Chinese coming here and then staying here. Um, so the same illegal immigration you see in the U.S., they're seeing it here in Indonesia. Um, China's debt in the property markets predominantly was in what they call Euro dollars. And a lot of those Euro dollars came out of Japan. Now all this is is debt that's issued by a bank that's denominated in US dollars. And they're outside of the control of the Federal Reserve. So that's how a lot of this Chinese property was built, was by borrowing Euro dollars, dollar denominated debt to build these properties. And now you're seeing these properties decline in value and you're seeing the dollar rise in value, which makes it more expensive for them to pay back this debt. I still believe we're gonna see a collapse in the Chinese currency at some point. I think the indications are there. They're trying to fight it off. Uh, but economically, it's going to have repercussions across the world. Uh, th- this could drag us into a very deep recession, if not depression, as a lot of this global debt becomes non-repayable and defaults. They either pay it off or they default on it. And that strongly reduces the money supply. And the only other place they can get money injected into the system is through the government's stimulus packages. And how far can we go? You know, we have a 30, we're 120% of our GDP in debt. China's at 300% of their GDP in debt, predominantly in US dollar denominated loans. So, um, I don't see anything good. I think the rest of the world sees it. It's just when it starts to happen. We're we're going into a recession within the next four to five months. By March, I'll be surprised if we don't already see the indications that we're in uh, negative growth in the U.S., and if not the world. So uh, that's my forecast for now. Well, uh, unfortunately, it's a reality, right? And... Uh... Um, I have to tell you, I don't think um, when it comes to the wars that are taking place, do not be surprised, folks, if you see a wider war with uh, Hezbollah in southern Lebanon sometime by the end of January. That has to come. I just don't see how you can avoid it based on what is what are the gains that the IDF is making in, in Gaza and the pressures are being put now by the global community on uh, trying to halt this because I think they're all kind of seeing where it is going to head. And of course, uh, with the uh, Shanghai Cooperation Organization being led by China uh, with the signatories of Iran and Russia, it uh, makes sense where we are. Unfortunately, uh, the United States is not in a good position financially, politically, 
to be able to have any of these effects. Um, Ron, uh, it was a pleasure having you on our show. Uh, I do want to thank you again uh, for uh, uh, doing the yeoman's work, uh, not just for Zeb, also but for the Near East Center for Strategic Engagement. And uh, I want to thank uh, our listeners for joining us uh, on this mission uh, where the National Security Hour is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America. Ron, your closing thoughts? We got uh, a couple of minutes uh, before we leave. First, I want to say thank you for platforming this, Sargis. You are one of the, you are the only person that has platformed Zev Zelenko and the Ralph Barrett connection, uh, both on New Paradigms and here. And I think it's critically important. And people can research and look at the same things I'm looking at with regard to this Linko protocol and Ralph Barrett, and they can confirm it. I've got all the documentation. So I'm very convinced that the data points all connect and they lead to only a few scenarios and none of them are good. Um, people died needlessly. People died for profit and we need as a people to educate ourselves to take matters into our own hands and elect the right people and make sure that people are held accountable. Uh, so with that, Happy New Year's and uh, very happy holidays to one and all. I really appreciate the time. Thank you so much. Oh, God bless. Thank you for being here, Ron. And uh, I want to uh, wish our audiences a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Ken, thank you for our audiences for joining me this year on uh, this mission and the National Security Hour. Again, it is the tip of the spear in the epic battle to defend the United States of America with liberty and justice for all. God bless.